0: Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning, it's The Breakfast Huddle. I'm Elliot Danker. It is now time for The Bigger Picture with Willie King. And Willie, looking at the markets, it's, well, business as usual, that relief rally, not purely an illusion. The Dow moving deeper into correction territory and uh, we're calling this uh, a bit of the Apple effect this morning. Yeah, I think one thing to look out for this week or this Friday is actually the F1. But coming back to the markets, you see <laughs> Apple fell 5% after Bank of America downgraded the company to a neutral from a buy what followed suit was Microsoft and Alphabet shares are down to their one year lows Nvidia's also you know was down 4% and this sort of weighed on other chip stocks as well so I want to discuss all this you know with our guests on the show so let's welcome Francis Tan Senior Investment Strategist of UOB Private Bank hey good morning Francis how are you? Yeah, I agree. Good. <laughs> well, so we are talking about a market sell off, Francis. I mean, you see, uh, for the past week, you have seen a broad based sell off and the Dow moving into deeper into the correction territory. You no, know, fears are mounting after central banks are hiking rates to fight inflation. You know, That's you have right. stocks, bonds, currencies having a sell off. So, just a quick question here. You know, mm. what's, is this a sign of a potential recession?
1: Okay. Um, so, you mentioned it that the interest rates are up. A monetary tightening, and, you know, even the labor cost is still pretty sticky right now, it's still pretty high. I mean, back in Economics 101, if everyone can recall, <laughs> the <laughs> factors of production are two main things, capital and labor. Mm. If you are a business owner, if you're a corporate today, these two are your largest costs added together. And we are in a situation in this business cycle whereby both the capital costs, which is interest rates, as well as labor costs, which is your wages are all rising, growing at a very quick pace. So it is uh, without doubt that corporates will will be also issuing profit warnings because margins will have to be lower Mm. in such a situation. The only thing that's helping to support right now is that they have some ability to pass through the higher cost to overall consumer prices just because inflation is higher, that's all, right? But that will not last forever because at the end of the day, we are going to see that uh, corporates will continue to see their profit margins being eaten into. And then uh, because of the high interest rates, they will not borrow that much, Know, and so all this will eventually affect and uh, coming out as a big sign of a potential recession. You are also quite right that stock sell-off, currency sell-off, things like that are also signs of a recession. In fact, uh, we always hear that the stock market is a six to nine month indicator of where the economies will be going uh, later on into the future. Um, but the strange thing is that when stocks sell-off, it means mm. that people are generally afraid. They are thinking that something's bad's coming, there's a recession coming. And usually during such a situation, bonds do not sell off. Mm. Bond prices will go up because if you and me, we are afraid of the, of the future, we want something with certainty that pays a certain coupon, right? Yep. The bonds should be with higher demand, but right now, bonds are also selling off. Mm. So that is a strange phenomenon. Both sides are not talking to each other, but they are both signaling that they are right. So right now what we are seeing is that the bonds are selling off because everyone is thinking that we are still in the period of inflation. Now, inflation and recession don't usually go hand in hand. If you have a recession, usually prices go lower, not higher. So for now, the bond guys are correct. We are in a period of higher inflation. But the stock guys should be correct because after the period of high inflation, to fight against it, you have higher interest rates. In future, there will be a recession. So the bonds... I believe the bond prices will have to start falling sometime into next year.
0: Yeah, I mean everybody is all looking at the ten-year treasury benchmark yield, which is you know flirting around the four percent region. I think that's actually one thing to look out for. You know, mm. that's that's a very good point you raise, Francis, on the dichotomy between you know stocks and bonds. But you know, com- coming down to what we are looking at this week, you know, there are a bunch of uh, economic data which is you know which is coming out, and also something to look out for. Mm. You know, maybe can you just discuss what are you looking at? today and last night right
1: okay okay so we have got a couple of numbers uh, especially last night we had the u.s jobless claims Mm. to me i think it's important for all listeners to also dissect the numbers there are economic data coming every single every day some data are leading indicators, some are coincident indicators Mm. and some are lagging indicators so The key thing is, of course, to put some emphasis on the leading indicator right now to see if there's any inflection point in this business cycle. Um, Jobless claims, labour market data, they are all lagging indicators. Corporate profits, corporate earnings, corporate reports, quarterly reports, those are leading indicators. So, as I mentioned just now, because of uh, potential profit warnings going forward, because they are being squeezed right now from higher labour and interest capital costs, those should be leading indicators that we need to look out for to determine where the stock markets or even the asset markets will be going. So last night, though, we do hear that, okay, the U.S. labor market continues to be strong, but that came on the back of the previous few quarters or even two years of strong economic growth. That was due to because of the rebound from the pandemic. So I suggest that we don't look too much into the strong labor market there. Mm-hmm. The only indication is that since the labor market remains strong, the Federal Reserve and many central banks around the world will continue their rate hikes and be hawkish and could affect still equity prices going forward. So, yeah, <laughs> that's the thing.
0: Yeah, so I mean, touching on the point where you talk about how global central banks are actually raising rates, but on the other hand, you know, we are coming back to Asia. We are looking at China going the sort of the opposite direction where they're sort of easing its monetary policy. Um, You know, in this case, with the China PMI coming out later today, what's your view on the Chinese market? Okay,
1: I've been looking across many economic indicators in China and things looking brighter. Now, at a period whereby the world's growth was still strong uh, from last year towards the first half of this year. China was weak, and right now we are seeing an inflection point. Global growth, because of the high interest environment, high labor costs, is slowing down from a high, but China mm-hmm. is doing the opposite right now. China is coming from a weak point and going stronger. So I think at the, in this point of the time, asset prices do look at the, uh, the change on the month-on-month and on the quarter-on-quarter. So if you look at the incremental momentum going forward, China will be picking up pace from the low, Mm. the the weak period, whereby the rest of the world should be weakening from a period of a high base. So I think this is what the the asset prices will be pricing in in a couple of months going forward. And I think it's quite important to take my hint for that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and also one thing which I'm also looking forward to is also Golden Week, which has surprisingly been pretty quiet, you know, Mm. this Mm. year coming on top. I mean, for the past few years, usually monitoring Golden Week to see how uh, people are spending and also travelling, right?
1: (laughs) That's right, that's right, that's right. It's a normal year, right? I think they want to be more careful than than not. If you're going to, I mean, you, you spend months tackling the COVID, <laughs> the locking down, you don't want the Golden Week to undo or unravel everything that you have done in the past month. So, so I, I think the Chinese policymakers, the mentality is that just to make sure things are on the safer, a safer side. I think that's for sustainability, right?
0: Mm. Yep. Francis, also, I mean, now, mm. right now with all the brief overview of the market which you have just shared, I'm just very curious, you know, in terms of portfolio allocation, mm. what are you getting your clients to do?
1: Right, okay. So, um, a business cycle is important for us to know, and there are many, many economic indicators, and I look at all of them. If we determine a business cycle as one that starts with a recession and ends with one, and if we're going to further split that into four, the four phases, the four seasons, right? Uh, I would say that uh, if a recession is winter, we are now in autumn. Mm. So, after autumn, usually the next phase is winter. Now, I mean, being an economist or a strategist, I can't with precision determine when which month will the recession come, that's almost impossible. But the knowledge that we are in autumn certainly brings up the, the red the red lights, the, the alarm, telling us that for portfolios we need to protect ourselves more than ever than any of the two previous seasons of summer or even of spring. So because of that I think protection is the name of the game right now. We are going to our clients to tell them that yes Stocks are okay in the long run. For now, go for the defensive. Mm. Go for the utilities, go for your telcos, go for your consumer staples. Stay there. Some of the long-duration stocks, the grid stocks, I mean, uh, those you mentioned just now, in fact, (laughs) the technology stocks, at such a good valuation, those are okay to hold on to, right? Especially... The interest rates can never be high for too, too long period of time. Once a recession comes, we we are going to see a reverse, reversal of that. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, uh, look to block up your, your fixed income segment. Now, in the past, a lot of people don't look at fixed income that much. It's always stocks, stocks and equities, yeah. right? <laughs> uh, but now, in autumn, it's the time to look into uh, increasing your fixed income allocation. Of course, uh, just buying bonds is quite tough. Looking into bond funds will be a great way. Corporate bonds in the investment grade segment, I think those are pretty good use right now. It's good to lock it in during an uh, autumn period and bracing yourself for winter. I mean, in, China, in Chinese, we have a saying, right? Before the heavy rain, monsoon comes, there's always a lot of wind. You can feel it. Right? Oh, yeah. In Singapore, over the past couple of days, we, we can feel that as well. So once you see the wind, once you see a dark cloud, protect your portfolio. So protection is the name of the game
0: right now. Protection is the name of the game right now. I like that. So we have here Francis Tan, Senior Investment Strategist, UOB Private Bank. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Francis.
1: Thank you so much for having me.